Folks, what is going on? Arm and Hammer here. It's the day after the 2020 CrossFit Games finals have wrapped. And today, we're going to take a look at all 10 of the athletes that competed, all five on the men's side, all five on the women's side. And we're going to look at some highlighted moments. I'm going to spotlight some things that I found really interesting, some sort of fun facts across their either their finish or their performances. We're going to take a look at things that you might have missed that I think are incredibly exciting and interesting. Overall, we're going to spread the love today. We're going to talk about all 10 of the athletes. I think it's going to be a good time. Let's get to it. So the first thing I want to talk about is Carrie Pierce's performance on Atalanta, because in my opinion, it's one of the gutsiest, most impressive performances at the CrossFit Games we've ever seen. It was like that scene from Troy when Brad Pitt as Achilles looks over and he says, it's yours, take it. And that's, you know, basically what Carrie Pierce did. Now, Atalanta was the final event for the CrossFit Games. And Carrie Pierce coming into this final event, she was in fifth out of five athletes, 40 points out of that podium spot. But luckily for her, Atalanta was an event that was essentially tailor-made for her strengths. She was first place in Mary last year by a mile. And she also was first place in Murph in 2016 and top five in Murph in 2015. So these two things coming together to make Atalanta kind of worked perfectly for her. And she attacked it from the get-go. She took control of that event. She went out there. She destroyed all of those handstand push-ups. And she put a pure hurting bomb on every single one of those athletes And when she finished, one of the first things she said was, I like that event. That is an absolute champion's mindset. I loved seeing it. Carrie Pierce was incredible during Atalanta. She did very well throughout the entire competition, but that was a hell of a way to put a cherry on top of that Sunday. So congratulations to Carrie Pierce. That I think is going to go down as one of the most like awesome and impressive performances we've seen to sort of claim a podium spot. Really, really cool to see, and I hope you guys enjoyed watching that as well. Speaking of gutsy performances, we've got to talk about Brooke Wells on Happy Star. Brooke did not have an, a weekend that I think that she was looking for. This was her best finish at the CrossFit Games. She finished in the top five. That's the best she's ever done. This just environment of being with no fans, no music, no excitement, just basically getting crushed by the same people over and over again for eight out of these 10 athletes probably wasn't mentally the best time, but neither here nor there. Brooke didn't have the weekend that I think she was hoping to have. But that said, she did have one of the gutsiest performances of the weekend, which was on the Happy Star event. She took an early lead in an event that I would not have guessed was in her favor, and she tried as hard as she possibly could to ride it until the wheels fell off. Now, the wheels did fall off, but that, I think, as an end result, should not discount the fact that she was willing to go out there and say, you know what? I'm not just going to let you win every event, Tia. You're going to have to work for it sometimes. And that is exactly the type of, you know, out there, aggressive gamesmanship that you know seems to be necessary to really push your way into that upper echelon 
of competing. So I was really pumped to see Brooke do that. Next up, we're going to talk about Haley Adams. Now, there isn't a specific moment that I want to highlight for Haley other than the fact that she took a sixth place finish her rookie year at the CrossFit Games, turned it into a fourth place finish her second year at the CrossFit Games, and she was one of the few athletes that was consistently able to push Tia Claire Toomey across some of the toughest events that we saw. In fact, Haley had a handful of second place finishes just behind Tia Claire Toomey. And that is really difficult to do when you're competing against the best female CrossFitter of all time. On top of that, I actually was very impressed by Haley's ability to stay calm under pressure. Now, she Obviously was a little bit emotional by the end of the weekend, but that's to be expected. They've been put through a ringer. There's expectations that you put on yourself. That to me is not a knock on her ability to stay calm and cool, have grace throughout the entirety of the competition. I felt like she was able to apply herself to each of the events without necessarily losing what it is that makes her effective in those events into sort of the big picture of being at the ranch or being a, competing against these women or competing on the, a stage with so few other competitors. None of that seemed to really bother her or have any real effect negatively on her performance. And that in a young, competitive, driven and sort of, you know, a disciplined athlete like Haley, I mean, that's just... That's basically a future champion in the making. So super, super excited to have seen her able to, you know, sort of keep herself even keel throughout a series of events that were really physically and emotionally very challenging. Now let's talk about Katrin Davis' daughter because she took not just the Spirit of the Games Award, but also the silver medal, second place overall at the CrossFit Games. She joins a very small, very elite group of people who have stood on all three spots on the podium at the CrossFit Games. Jason Klepa, Ben Smith, Annie Thor's daughter. These are athletes that have really, I mean, cemented their legend in the CrossFit Games history. Katrin Davis' daughter absolutely belongs in that same echelon of competitors. Two-time champion, stood on all parts of the podium, coming back, honestly, from a year that I think a lot of people wrote her off, but her ability to sort of turn the early part of the year into the past and leave it behind her and then show up, not just for like, you know, stage one, essentially she showed up for day two of stage one. She had a bad start to stage one, but she was able to turn it around, qualify for the top five and just sled dog her way through the finals, earning herself a silver medal in the process. Lastly, on the women's side, your champion, Tia Claire Toomey, fourth championship in a row, an absolutely dominant set of performances out of Tia. She really looked like an unstoppable monster out there. There were a couple moments that I think really highlighted her ability to sort of turn on the Terminator face and make things happen, but a perfect example was the toes to bar and lunge workout, which was a race that was incredibly close all the way to the very end. In fact, she wasn't even in the lead until the very last set of lunges. And that performance, her ability to know exactly where her threshold is, to know where her uh, 
competitors are making mistakes because that's exactly what happened. Katrin made a mistake by moving her kettlebells forward too far too early. Tia was able to capitalize on that and stay stone cold through the entire thing, just finishing it strong. Really impressive performance from Tia. That's just one of many, many moments out of there. But overall, I cannot overstate how impressed I was by Tia Clartumi's performance this weekend. Absolute champion of champions. Absolutely the best female crosser of all time. No doubt about it. Now let's talk about the men's competition. Jeffrey Adler, in his second year at the CrossFit Games, takes fifth overall. An impressive performance made even more impressive by the fact that he is only one of two people to have beaten Matt Fraser in any event over the course of the weekend. That is certainly something to take a look at. And if you were to just even remove his performance from the CrossFit total in which he beat Matt Fraser, you got to look at the bike repeater event where he was right on Matt's heels at the you know crux of the event, that like round nine, round 10, right at the very end, he was there. And Matt Fraser had to put the jets on to actually be able to win that event. So the fact that we've got an athlete that can push Matt Fraser in the strength department as well as in the conditioning, you know, legless rope climb, get your legs grooving on some bike department, that's pretty impressive. So I'm very, very interested to see what Jeff does in the future. Now we got to talk about my boy, Broa Swolson. Uh, no Olsen out there. I love watching him compete. I think he's one of the athletes that always has a shot at the podium as he proved last year 2019 CrossFit Games this year I think he probably didn't have the weekend that he was expecting to have I think Noah is one of those athletes that you know and a lot of people give him a lot of flack for this idea of like he goes out too fast but like yeah he starts off a little bit fast and his pacing has certainly improved as he's become more of a veteran competitor But Noah's ability to start off too fast, I think, speaks to his competitive nature. It's not so much about not knowing his pace as much as it's about being so pumped and so ready and so excited to get out there and compete and really sort of put his foot down when it comes to the competition field that he maybe just jumps the gun a little bit. And I think that's a commendable thing because... You know, that's the type of attitude that it takes to knock home runs in this sport. You have to be able to do that. And when you look at his performance over the course of the weekend, there were a few moments where that exact attitude is what netted him the most amount of points. He went out like a shot out of a cannon in the toes to bar lunge workout, ended up in second place. He went out super hard on Atalanta, ended up in second place. I mean, that type of performance is what kind of netted him the points that he needed to end up in fourth overall. So Noah's performances over the course of the weekend might have been, you know, classic Noah, quote unquote, but that is, I think, something that's worth commending, you know, as opposed to completely bashing and critiquing. It is something that he should improve on and work on and something that has changed and gotten better over the past few years, but I think you have to keep that edge if you're going to continue fighting for that top spot because, again, look at the scoring system. The scoring system really rewards you for knocking it out of the park, and how else are you going to knock it out of the park? All right, let's talk Justin Medeiros, the wonderful human being attached to the best mullet in the space Shout out to Justin Medeiros. He's the man. This is really, really cool to see. 
first year at the CrossFit Games, standing on the podium. That is an elite rank of athletes. Not very many athletes have done that. And let me see if you remember some of these athletes. Tia Claire Toomey, Rich Froning, Matt Fraser, Sarah Sigmundsdottir. These are athletes that all stood on the podium their freshman year at the CrossFit Games. Now, there are a couple that didn't quite pan out. Laura Horvath has had trouble repeating her performance from her rookie year at the CrossFit Games, taking second place overall. Ricky Garrard cheated his way onto the podium, so that is a black stain on history, just completely mucking up the water for everybody else. But, you know, we can ignore those, and let's look at the positives. A fresh, young, exciting, athletic, new blood to the sport, Justin Medeiros and his hairdo are here, I think, for the long run. And I'm very excited to see what he's got in store. It just seems to me that he qualified Filthy 150. Not a lot of people were kind of paying attention to that. That was back in November. And the fact that he had nine months to just prep as hard as he possibly could for the games really paid off. It really paid off because, man, third place your rookie year, woof. Next up is Sam Quant. Now, Sam, is probably he's probably flown under the radar. He's definitely an athlete that doesn't get as much attention as he deserves. He definitely doesn't get as much love as he should. But this man, this man is the picture of consistency. Now, let me hearken it back to his rookie year at the CrossFit Games where he won the DT event, beating out heavy hitters like Ben Smith, Matt Fraser, Noah Olson. I mean, he was out there and he won an event against these guys his rookie year. An event, by the way, DT. I mean, you're talking about like a classic barbell cycling workout, beating some of the best barbell cyclers that have ever done the sport. So Sam had a pedigree to begin with that he was just ready to come and compete. And the fact that a few years later, we're looking at him, standing on the podium, second place, all smiles, that's either a testament to his consistency or the fact that he had a baby and now he has dad strength. It's one of those two. Either way, I think the things that are worth highlighting for Sam is his performance across Saturday evening into Sunday morning. Across those events, he placed in second, 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 just taking these points, absorbing the points. He won the swim and stuff event. He's just sort of taking on every challenge that he can, knowing that every single one of those points is what's going to count at the end. And by the time we got to Atlanta, he was locked for second place overall. That is really, really tough to do and super impressive from a guy whose consistency has been just already impressive to begin with. And lastly, Matthew Fraser. What is there to say about him other than his last name rhymes with laser? Guys, I am still kind of at a loss for words to describe just how dominant Matt Fraser's fitness and competitive spirit are in this space. It's difficult to describe because it's it's awe-inspiring just to see it happen. Some people have told me that they're kind of bored of seeing Matt, and I think that's as big of a compliment as you could give him because it means that he's so automatic in your mind that it's... Uh, already it's already just a given and that that only comes from someone who's as dominant as he is the thing that really stuck out to me with Matt is that he was unwilling to be broken by the circumstances that were present in this year 
This is obviously an important year for Matt Fraser. The fifth title in a row has been a legendary thing that he's been chasing since he started collecting titles. And he has a fantastic and healthy attitude around the idea that, you know what? I'm happy as long as I give it my best every day I make a decision. Uh, is this going to make me come closer to winning the CrossFit Games or go further from the CrossFit Games? That's my framework for everything. He has a very healthy perspective on things. You know, not winning my third or fourth wouldn't it wouldn't take away from my first or my second. And I think that is a healthy way of looking at things. The competitor inside of him obviously just wants to win everything all the time. And I think his ability to say, you know what, 2020 didn't go the way I expected. He was expecting to compete in Madison. He was expecting to compete against the national champions. He was expecting to compete against the sanctional winners. He was expecting to compete in front of crowds of tens of thousands of people. Turns out none of that was important at all. He was able to find himself amongst all of that noise to turn all of that off. And through a year that was full of uncertainty and by the way, injury for him, which is the reason why he didn't compete at the rogue invitational. He was able to turn it all around to smash his competitors into the dirt during both stage one of the CrossFit Games and the finals of the CrossFit Games. It cannot be overstated how impressive Matt Fraser's performance was. It is something that I think a lot of people are going to look back at. I think they're going to understand how dominant it is only years from now when nothing like it has ever happened. Um, I am incredibly impressed by him. And the thing that I loved the most about his entire weekend was that he and Tia finished Atlanta at the same time. Crossing the finish line together was beautiful. They have such a wonderful training partner relationship, friendship. They are two great people together. They, in, they elevate one another. They have a great team around them between Shane and Sammy. I mean, honestly, seeing them cross the finish line was very, very cool. And I think that's the type of respect that they as champions can give to one another um, and that we as sort of like fans and spectators of sport should be giving to them because they crushed it. And, and Matt and Tia crossing the finish line together, I mean, that was absolutely my favorite part of the entire weekend. Hands down. It is number one for me. Thank you so much, folks, for watching. As always, there's a whole lot going on in our sport. I mean, it's post-games, but we found out that the Open starts in February. So, like, we have to get ready, I guess, for a uh, a, a bit of an off-season, but a relatively quick turnaround. Before you know it, the holidays are going to be done. The New Year's going to be here, and you're going to have to get ready for probably, like, burpees and snatches again. Either way... There's going to be a lot more 2020 games content coming out this week. Uh, I'm going to do some more detailed analysis into the programming, some look at the things that I really enjoyed, the things that I felt needed some work. We're going to maybe do a whole video about Atalanta and what that means uh, to CrossFit as a sport. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to sharing some of my thoughts with you. I'm looking forward to hearing from you about what you think were some of the uh, more interesting or more highlight-worthy moments. There's no way I could have gotten all of them, and I'm sure you think I got at least some of them wrong. So you tell me what you think in the comments of this video. Thank you so much, everybody, for watching and hanging out. I will see you very, very soon. Take care.